Hey, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jan Talon. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. And this Us and Kids podcast is about how to be married forever while you parent together. And you know, it's not an easy task. And many of you are experiencing that now because a lot of you are home together 24-7 for this period of time in 2020. I want to encourage you. The Awesome Kids podcast is available for support, for regaining some sense of sanity and emotional balance because we're going to work on building good communication skills that work for being married as well as for parenting your kiddos. And you're going to have time to practice if you're all home together. So let's get to it, okay? You probably will agree with me that if you're listening to this in real time, it's been an unusual week. And there's going to be a few more of them. Now, I hope that you are all safe and connecting well, but also are healthy. You know, we've talked in a lot of our past podcasts um, about how to adjust, that there are real adjustments. And just in the last month or so, you'd find two new podcasts on the website about these adjustments and how to make them so that you and your family end up better and stronger and wiser and not scared. The things that are happening around us are real. And they're as real for us as adults as they are for our kiddos. Because kiddos struggle with this change of plans and environments and routines as much as we do. And they are going to follow some of how we behave is how they're going to behave. So I wanted to put together a few things using the DNA method to just help you really understand how to do this. The DNA method starts with the letter D. And the letter D is about desire. What do you want the end or the memory of this week or this slice of 2020 or this day or this hour or this conversation? What's your desire? What do you want at the end of this? Do you want it to be miserable or do you want it to be memorable? Do you want it to be fun and interesting or awful and full of anxiety? Now, I agree. We don't have total control over everything that happens. We do have impact if we pay attention to the long game and say, this is what I'm deciding to do, another D word. This is my desire. I want to end up here. Because we go where we look to the best of our ability. Okay, if lung is like something major doesn't totally dump us off our tracks, but even then we probably can figure out some way to reset. For the time being, let's pay attention to what do you want the end memory to be? If you're going to say, just want to live through it, I want to come out of it alive, part one, good plan. And then part two, if you're alive, what memory do you want between you and your spouse and your kids? You know, and I know, there are going to be spaces that are messy. What do you want to do with the mess, especially mentally and emotionally? Do you want the mess to create higher anxiety or do you want it to create lower anxiety? If you think about what 
do I want? What are my desires? And you make an actual decision. What do I want it to be? Do I want to rile everybody up and make the household crazy? Am I tired of the screaming and the noise? And I want to make it calmer. Then what skill do I need to get there? So now we're going to move. We've decided what we've desired. You've paused the podcast for a second and scribbled down some notes so that you can confer with your spouse and partner and maybe with even some of your older kids and say, what, what do we want this to look like at the end? Because a little family meeting here might not be a bad idea. A little spouse meeting might not be a bad idea. Think about what you want. What do you desire? What do you want the memory of this to be in five years? And now, what do you need? What skills do you need, especially communication skills, do you need to get yourself and your family to go down your desired and decided memory road? So what's your desire? That's the D. And then what do you need relationally, emotionally to get there? How do you want to stay connected? That might be one need, right? Do you want to stay connected with hugs or prayers or handholds? Do the kiddos, one of them or more than one of them, really just need more time with you? How do you want to stay connected? Or are you aware that your fear, your anger, and your anxiety is going to create distance? And you have to decide, what do I want for my family is to be connected. However, I, in my anxiety, want to disconnect and hide. I just want to push everybody away and make this all go away. Well, pay attention, because when you have those thoughts and that awareness, now you can decide, how do I lower my anxiety? How do I settle down my anger? And remember, everybody's trying to make it through this. And we may not be doing great, but we're doing our best. Nobody's really out to get you. They're just trying to survive. So hold their hand and settle down. It will help you get more what you need. A nicer, more pleasant connection. Because the better and more calm and safe the connections, the more calm and safe you and your household can be, and then the better the memories. Yes, work towards that. And then begin to think, well, what emotions am I going to use to create these memories? This is something you would practice in the DNA for Fun course. When we looked at the necessary skills, we would talk about what emotions are necessary and how do we use them. If we have emotions that aren't necessarily helpful, what do we do with them? Well, I can't go into all of that today. What we can start with is make yourself a list of what emotions are going to be best to use at this time and place around these people. What emotions are best? And make a list of what emotions are best to be put in a journal or to be worked out while you walk or you work out or while you pray. It helps us sort it out if we write it out. I don't care what your penmanship and your spelling is like. It's the moving it out of your head and onto paper that frees up your brain to think more clearly and frees up your emotions to feel more accurately. All right, so you're going to make a list. What emotions do I want? What emotions 
along in a journal or in prayer or in a workout. And remember to breathe out. This clearing your brain and your body of adrenaline and cortisol is really important to do when we're trying to add into the relationship in our memories the emotions that will help us get our desired result. A little hint here. I don't want to be too parental, but I do want to give a little hint. Put your phone down. Stop scrolling and stop reading things about this virus mess. What you can do right now is in front of you. In your household right here, this is what you can take care of. And you know how to do that nicely. So now, do it nicely. This is the mess you can contain. This is the mess that you can make into something beautiful. And go for it. You've got time. You've got energy. You've got creativity. Work it as best you can. So a few other hints here, just quickly. We've covered them in other podcasts. Make a schedule for yourself and for your kids. Make sure they buy in on it so they probably have had a part in making the schedule. Include some personal spaces, 10-minute rest time, some restart times, maybe going for a walk, getting the kids outside to play while you pick up inside, taking 10-minute reading breaks, things like that. Remember to be grateful, to think positive and content thoughts. This is a good time to learn about yourself and your kids and your family. It's a good time to build good memories. I mean, goodness sakes, when else are you going to get an extra two to three weeks to be with each other? So on the optimistic side is, let's make the most of it, right? And also, remember it can be wise to make a budget. The temptation to be, can be to go get food, to go through the drive through to just munch and snack through those chips, minute by minute and hour after hour. Pay attention to how much those things cost and what actually fits into your budget so that you aren't screaming and arguing about it as time goes on. I'm not sure that's a part of what the memory that you want. And then, what am I deciding and desiring this memory to be like? How do I want to connect? And how do I want to manage my emotional self so that I can connect well? What emotions do I want to bring into this and what emotions should just stay away? And next, oh, breathe out and listen. Listen well. Listen carefully and gently. Your kiddos and your spouse are going to pick up on your anxiety and become anxious themselves. Slow down and listen. Whining from an adult and from a kiddo can mean worry, it can mean boredom, and it can mean lonely. If you listen well, you can probably figure it out, and you can help your kids figure out what's going on, and then you can actually fix it instead of just stuff it. You know that if emotions get stuffed inside, they pop up later, and it's usually in a more ugly form of emotional energy. So continue to look at what do I need? What do I need to do to listen better? If one of my necessary skills 
and navigating through this is for me to stop listening to my anxiety in my head and listen more to what's happening to my kiddos or to my spouse. Everybody will settle down. That would mean listen with compassion. Less judgment, less criticism. Listen with your eyes and with your body. Soften that facial look. Get some of the tension out. Hold a hand, touch a shoulder if it helps you listen better. Don't squeeze and be mean. Touch gently. That says, I'm with you, we're okay. And meet up at eye level. Every now and then my husband giggles. He's a good foot taller than me. So every now and then I say, stand down there. And he has to stand down a step and I'm standing up a step because then we're sort of closer to being eye to eye. And every now and then I want a bear hug and I want to see him eye to eye. But when I want to be eye to eye with my grandkids, I sit on the couch with them or I sit on that step so that we are eye to eye. Because it helps that listening when our eyes can see each other and our eyes are kind. Another skill that's really important here in being able to build those connections and in being able to achieve our desired goal is this necessary skill of speaking clearly. That means think about what you want to communicate in light of the memory you're trying to build. And when you have edited it out in your head, probably two or three times, so that you can say it in a way that you'd be able to hear it if somebody said it to you. Yeah, so that you'd be able to absorb it if somebody said it to you. So those words have to make sense, and the tone and the delivery has to be kind enough so that they can absorb it. And then help your kiddos say what they think and what they need. Remember, they don't have the language development often that you and I have, but they can sense the weird. And so their words and their volume might be more loud. They might be more crabby, more resistant, or teary, or hungry, or withdrawn. And can come up like, one more show, Mom. Just one more. Oh, come on, Mom. I don't want to. You can hear all of that. But now, instead of being offended and disgusted at the disrespect, if I listened well and could have a speaking tone here, I would be able to say eye to eye. I can hear that you're sort of bored and that this helps to fill it. And you're right. We're going to do one more, but it's going to come tomorrow because right now we're going to go do this. But I'm going to be close enough to be connected with them. I'm going to be kind enough so that they can hear me and see that I'm not mad at them even though they just screamed at me. I'm going to come at them with my speaking tone of compassion and encouragement. Now remember, they might have questions about what's going on. And invite them to ask those questions and then answer those questions one at a time. So it could be a simple question like, Mom, are you going to get it? Are you going to die? Or, I miss my friends. How come I can't go back to school? Fair enough, right? We don't know the answers, but tell them that. I don't know for sure, but I sure am glad you like school. Hug them. Find a way to help them connect. Do a Zoom. Do a FaceTime. Do a video chat. 
help them write letters and notes. Oh, yes. So we're going to work at speaking and listening easily together. And then we're going to circle this all up with touch because touch keeps us connected. The application of touch can be different for you and your kiddos and you and your marriage relationship. It's still important because the neurons there release the comforting hormones that go throughout our brain and our body and helps our parasympathetic nervous system to calm down the adrenaline to settle out so that we can breathe more freely. That opens up creativity. It opens up room for laughter and rooms for smiles. So a little more handhold, a little more arm around, a little bit more of you're doing a great job with kind words and good touch can really help things. Take a minute to think about that child that reacts too fast or that child that just withdraws and connect with them too. Don't just say they're just being awful today, so just never mind them. Move into that with courage. Remember you're trying to build a good memory for them too. Work towards that. We've worked at understanding your desired memory. Now you make a recipe out of all of these different skills. The connecting, the emotional space, the listening, the speaking, and the touching. What mixture do you need for anybody in your family? And you apply those skills a little bit differently for everybody. Don't get overwhelmed. Just keep trying, keep working at it, keep resetting. Encourage each other because the lower you can keep that adrenaline and cortisol, those anxiety hormones, the more the hormones of dopamine, serotonin, neuropronephrine can stay in your brain and in your family's brain. And in full circle, the more these happy hormones are in your brain, the more calm and creative you can be, even when your kids are being chaotic. So that happiness begins to spread into your family places. And this, my friend, is a good kind of contagious. Good for your household and good for yourself. I've sort of said, each of these skills are taught in the DNA for Fun Communications course. And this course is going to be available for purchase again in the near future. You can go on the website, usandkids.com, and sign up on the waiting list so that you will be even more prepared when the next crisis of any magnitude comes along. Because, you know, raising children every day might be a crisis. Being married every day might be a crisis. My invitation to you is if we use DNA for fun, that method, we could make crises into pretty fun circuses. Hey, I'm cheering for you this week. Remember that we'll be on Facebook Live on Fridays to do a little review about this and that um, we're um, working on that course. So what else? One more thing. There's a printable. Yes, sorry, there is. So jump on the website or find a way to download it and be able to use these ideas in your everyday life. We'll catch up with you later. Cheering for you. Bye-bye.